<laughs> All right, one more time. This show is part of the Darkmore Podcast Network. To join our community Discord or see more content from our members, visit darkmorepodcasts.com. My name is Steven, and I play Ulrich Orman, a gnome ranger, hexblade warlock, and chief arrow of the Warden Scout in Nui Satalos. And this is Advantage. Last time in episode 2.9, rest was found among the chaos. In the safety of a locked room in the unknown depths of the Underdark, the party took some time to heal and recover. Afterward, a funeral was offered as a moment to pause and mourn the lives of those lost in the scrimmage. Two gnomes, four gray dwarves, all of whom lost to tragic circumstance, were given last rites in the names of both a high god and a primal spirit. Moradin, the dwarf father, claimed the souls of the Duragar, while Great Bear ushered the gnomes to join the many ancestor spirits. Morlinde brought forth fungi and decomposers to turn the tomb into a shining place of new life. After prayer and utterance, that's where we'll pick up. says quietly after after some time of reverence where do you think we are i, I was wondering that myself all real i was lost the second we entered these caves and then we were captured if the durgar were close enough to warforge that they've at least gotten two of them i'd say we're significantly closer to her earth specifically maybe delve deep itself grimton while i like that idea in theory found this what do you mean? And I showed this. The, the, you the, found one of those? <laughs> Specifically, it's the one that has faint traces of your energy in it. Ah, uh, so they could have well gotten these from the Watched Forest. I think it can pick up faint traces of anyone who's been scanned by a rod at any point. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It's like a wanted poster. Yeah, yeah. I understand. That's interesting. So where do we go from here? Um, I guess up. I second that vote. Up? I need to get out of here just mentally ASAP. Yep, I agree. Let's go. Whichever way is up. Well, there was only one exit to this area, if I recall. Well, yeah, out of this right. room. So let's start by going down this hallway, I guess. Some time passes. You follow down the hallway. There's been myriad uh, diverging paths. <laughs> do we want to split up? What? Why? No. <laughs> no, I do not want to split up in any capacity. That seems like it would only be trouble. I mean, they've ambushed us separately, or they've ambushed us together, and I'm not sure if we would have been able to get out if we weren't working as a team. Are we still feeling the effects of the God's Dream here? No. Okay. And based off of that, give me an insight roll as you think introspectively Everybody? about like psychic stuff. Yeah. 11. 16. 
19. Five. Alaris, you don't know if it's more or less likely that you're near the god stream, but you certainly don't feel the effects. Would the Warforged have been in the King's Highway? Uh, like, if, if the Duragar took those two out in the Underdark, then it might indicate that you're closer to that. And if the Warforged has been traveling overland, it might indicate that you're closer to the surface. Of course, all the interactions that you've had with the Warforged so far were all above ground. But, but, but we've only also been underground for a very short period of time. Well, presumably. I mean, relative to the um, amount of time we spent above ground. So, uh, I don't know what you want to make of that, but, like, psychically, you are not experiencing the God's dream, whatever that might indicate to you. Okay. Um, everybody give me survival rolls. Eleven. Seventeen. Hey, twenty. Twenty-three. Yes, yeah, screw you, Morlinde. <laughs> Ulrich and Morlinda, you guys are out in front, uh, and I'm going to say that you two are scouting ahead and not, like, splitting up from the group, but you're the ones that are willing to uh, adventure down the paths, the diverging trails to, like, look around the corner and see if you spot any light, you know? Mm-hmm. Your interdirectional compass is guiding you forward as you navigate this labyrinth, and eventually you do realize that you are gaining an elevation. You're coming closer to the surface. Ulrich, you find a path uh, with the light of day shining down into the tunnels. You also, with that survival roll, you also see signs of a scrimmage here. Uh, like there's metal embedded into the stone from misplaced axe strikes, footprints scattered in the mud. And then you hear a loosely familiar voice as you examine this fight scene. What in the nine hells are you doing here? Any guesses on who it is? Uh, not, not a single clue. Anybody what else? What if it's the hundreds of thousands? <laughs> Oh, no, that would be more like this. Orlando Beach Tale? No, I think I didn't think it was. What are you doing here, scum? Yeah. There we go. That's Orlando. Marge? Uh, kinda. Ulrich, you look up and see the pointed red felt cap perched on the head of a brown-skinned gnome. The last time you saw him, he and Marge the Deathbringer had just helped you escape imprisonment by the Warforged. Yeah. This is Takus Ure. Yeah, yeah. He's the Horizon the... Walker. Because we made fun of him. Horizon Walker. Takas is looking dumbfounded, and uh, Ulrich, you're the f- first person to en- encounter him as uh, everybody else is still down the pathway a little. Yeah, fancy seeing you here. What uh, brings you around these parts? Oh, you know, just jaunting about. No, I- I'm here in- investigating the l- latest dragon incident. Mavroth is trying to carve out its territory. And if, you know, fear of the burn wasn't enough, he's also kept the Davrama underground at Haven. It seemed to attack a regiment of Warforged up on the surface, and I was gonna jump over and see if there was anything to learn. Wouldn't that, okay, now explain you. Why are you here? Uh, why are we here? We're, we're ultimately here to, <laughs> this, this is me saying Existential. This <laughs> yeah. Why are we here? This is me talking above the table to everybody. We're here because we are... Trying to get out. To get out, but like <laughs> we specifically have come here for Graysunder, right? Graysunder is the threat. Uh, I guess. So are you, you're saying we're here specifically to take out Graysunder? Is that what you're... 
Or no. suggesting at the moment, because I don't no. think that's our plan. No, to like, no. it's the Warforged and all that, and we're just like taking a peek and seeing what's going on. And well, preferably to like stop manufacturing manufacturing mm-hmm. of the Warforged, and also to look for Echo, which is Herrick and Briston's brother. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the devils, you hear uh, Briston shout from down in the tunnel, like, "Audic, you good?" You're coming back. Uh, I've uh, encountered a friend of ours. Come on over this way. Right. And uh, the rest of you can enter this conversation in any point you want. But Takis, uh, still speaking to Auric, says, you got more people? Uh, yeah, a handful. We're, we're here on a bit of a, of a quest, Takis. Um, the biggest threat to my home, uh, Nuisa Talos, is these Warforged and whatever they have planned for the um, for the Watched Forest. And so we've come here to potentially stop um, their manufacture. Uh, but additionally, our Dwarven friends are looking for someone. Yeah, but we we really don't have any idea how, how we're going to go about doing this. We're just kind of running around right now getting kidnapped and whatnot. Yeah, it's so. been a less than pleasant trip down here, I'm going to be honest. Uh, presiding druid, uh, Mr.'s Steady Hand and Galdrim? Is that right? Galdrim. Galdrim, that's right. Sorry, I mispronounced. Uh, and of course, Al, I'm glad to see that you're. Ooh. Your faces. Ulrich is giving uh, like a no, yeah, don't uh, say that. Uh, like cut it out motion from yeah, like, Mortland Day as well. Uh, he takes the hint and says, it's healing quite nicely, because he had already said your face is. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, that's like a, a, um, a roll two for tech. Yeah. Before, before like anyone else can have a chance to say anything, uh, Ari just goes, yeah, so Takis, why don't you uh, tell them what you were doing down here and how yeah, I moved how into did you. Yeah, how did you get here? Here, come with me back to the, the Warforged camp. What? Yeah, so dragon terrorizing uh, the Davrama, and I was here investigating it. That same dragon also hit the Warforged, and you know, we were had previously been following the Smoke Recon, and took them out with Marge, and all real, and that was nice. Uh, Then rescued you guys. Anyway, we've been doing a whole thing. There's a whole other adventuring party out there somewhere, of which I am a part of. Fine. You should listen to the other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> P.S. I have a secret podcast. That would be crazy, Joe. <laughs> Do you guys have a name? Yeah, the foot's on the other shoe now. Not really, just because we're a loose coalition. Like, obviously, I'm on my own, and then Marge went off her way, and then all real... No, I mean, we're not together all the time. You four are together all the time. I'm oh, assuming that's, that's it's you it's four that you're talking about. Different. Um, okay. How the turntables. How the turntables, indeed. My point is, no, I don't have a name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so when I was searching this place, it was pretty vacant. He says, guiding you to uh, the scene of the incident. And indeed, uh, the Warforged camp is empty, other than like some still smoking remains of debris that was hit by dragon fire. You see only flayed pieces of scrap metal and some draconic footprints on the ground. Uh, But these tracks 
aren't just the massive towns of uh, the dragon who Takas had named Mavroth. There are also tiny hand-sized prints scattered among the rubbish. Uh, give me some nature checks. Hand-sized prints. Eight. Nature. Uh, 18 plus stuff. 13. 20. Yeah, I, and I think that's appropriate that Alaris is able to recognize these prints first because you're f- more familiar with the lore of dragons keeping cohorts per... No, that makes it se- seem a little more mutual. Henchmen in the form of... Underlings? Underlings, yes, in the form of kobolds. Oh. Morlinde and Ulrich both give me survival checks. Uh, 21. 19. Both of you, as you're looking around trying to get your bearings, you, you recognize that you're still in the forest... Uh, you're in kind of like a little meadow right now, but like you're otherwise still in the forest and it's very lush here and the green on the trees uh, indicate that you are past the burn uh, out of East Italian claimed territory, or I guess new East Italian claimed territory at, at this stage. Mm-hmm. Cool. I like seeing stuff that's actually green. Yeah, I, Auric takes like a big, like deep breath and just like takes in the nature and how like relaxing it is to just not be in the underdark anymore it's nice to see something that's green uh you see takas kind of uh introducing himself to the other dwarves kind of talking with his hands about like the dragon and like what he was doing here oh yes takas it's mr ormain and mr ormain we're looking for mr ormain ah Mr. Ormain on a Ormain search party. Is this the same Ormain that's currently uh, got wanted posters up in Herdearth? Mm. Well. I'm going to assume that Mr. Herrick and Briston. Oh, yeah. Are these Herrick and Briston? Yes. Ah. We thought perhaps you were referring to Echo as the one having wanted posters. I haven't seen any posters for an Echo. Uh, are you guys gonna search this camp for any clues? Sure. Absolutely. All the clues. Yes. In no uncertain terms. Morlinde was just freaked out by the by the green and the not being in the underdark. What kind of clues are we looking for? I don't know. What happened here? I'm gonna roll an investigation check. Well, you said stuff was still smoking, right? Hmm. I'm gonna roll an 18. I'm going to roll a 19. For investigation? Yeah. Plus two. Uh, also 19 investigation. Dang. Alaris and Merlinde, you two are able to find a warforged corpse. And again, I don't know if that's the proper term to use, but like... What do you think about the word husk? Husk. Ooh, that's good. I like that. Uh, you find the husk of a warforged uh, that has obviously been blasted with fire. It's different in style... Uh, you recognize now that uh, the ones that you've oh. the ones that you've been encountering more recently are uh, of a different purpose than the ones that you had in, encountered back oh. uh, at the shelter of spirits. Like those ones had um, nets attached and had like halberds and stuff. These don't quite have the same equipment. Like it's a different make and model, you know. I think they might have been using these warforged to fight a dragon. Also. You have both witnessed Grimton with the Amethyst Heart and know that, like, the breastplate can come mm. off. Okay, so my Morlinde's concern is that she doesn't want to get that close to something that bad. I'm going to be a little hands-off here. I'm not... Morlinde is not interested in getting any closer. I'm going to dive right in. <laughs> 
I might like watch curiously, but at a safe distance. <laughs> You're able to like find the clips uh, kind of around the corner of this breastplate and take the chest piece off. The heart is there as it was with the other ones, but also on the back of the chest piece is what appears to be a set of instructions, if you will. And I'm going to copy this down and put it into uh, patrons only. So you can read it there. Discord. Is it just really long and so you don't want to read it out loud or? Correct. Oh yeah, I see it. So you said this is like printed on the thing that he just pulled off? It's got like a little file folder uh, on the interior of the breastplate. Okay, so I'm gonna take the breastplate and I'm gonna go show it to everyone else. I think this is a different kind of Warforged than the kind we were dealing with before. Well, why do you think that? Well, I think it's from the Fugitive Unit. I mean, look. Oh my it, gosh, the FU. It says pretty clearly here, capture terrorists associated with the Red Capes. And uh, the ones we encountered before seemed to be after something entirely different. Yeah, that was the Smoke Recon, says All Real. The Smoke Recon? Yeah. What do they do? They're reconning the smoke. Oh. Oh, the burning of the forest, the big... Okay, got it. Yeah, they're just like an investigative team. Yeah. I was just, I was wondering where the smoke came from, but obviously all forest on fire, giant, lots of smoke. Got it, figured it out. Mm. That's not surprising, given that once the smoke recon found us, or found me, they knew that I was here. It's kind of cool, though. I mean, it's not necessarily convenient. Uh, Hey, since we can't all read this at the same time, uh, Alaris, why don't you, why don't you read this out loud for us? Just the whole... Because right now, I can't... I can't really look at it, says Tagus. You're all standing in front and holding it up, and like it's really difficult for me to see. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll summarize. Ba- basically, this this Warforged, and I'm assuming the other ones that we've, we've seen in the Under, Underdark so far, are part of the Fugitive Unit, and their purpose is to hunt down fugitives, such as members of the Red Capes, and specifically... Um, people profiled in Isotalo, such as Grimton Steadyhand of the Red Capes and Nexby of Yatin Amrod and their known associates. So they have a lot of information about old Grimton, but we're not known associates. We're unknown associates. <laughs> Which is why we don't have a name as a group yet. Taka says, am I in there? I want to be a fugitive. I mean, I don't really want to be a fugitive, but I want to, like have that reputation also our group name is now just unknown associates (laughs) unknown associates of grimton study that's that's what we are the unknown associates of grimton study definitely can we just yeah let's just call our group that (laughs) unknown associates of grimton study (laughs) what else does it say it does talk about the commanders and who they are but i don't know how relevant that is to us because we don't really know these people uh you um, should read those names um norbolf gray sunder commander-in-chief i know that one right yeah, okay yeah. right that's, um yeah that's right i don't i didn't know his first name it could have been his brother briston says i wish he had a brother that would make this whole line of succession thing easier <laughs> um we got the intelligence director um w underfo uh we got the mission operation director b giant crippler he sounds scary and we've got the field officer, FU-1. FU. Fugitive unit. Yeah. So that would have been FU-1, the husk that we found down there. 
Grimton, have you ever heard of Giant Crippler? Giant Crippler, I've never met him. Granted, he was rising in the ranks as I was, well, trying to flee her dearth. But during the end of Good King Greysunder's uh, rule, before Norbol took over, we had a bit of a, a incident along our northern border. Usually, you see, just orcs uh, are the ones that we have to deal with, but. A stray band of giants, hill giants, were bothering our northern border. They snuck into one of our surveillance... Well, snuck is a bad word. They crashed into one of our surveillance camps. And upon seeing this giant crippler, the story goes, single-handedly dispatched them. Wow. That seems like a bit of a tall tale. Seems like a bit of a tall tale, but... None can refute it, as the other dwarves that were in the encampment tried to retreat to safety. When they returned, though, all three giants that had intruded upon the camp were slaughtered. Oh, jeez. Herrick says, yeah, normally giants are contained to the middle mountain range of uh, Herdearth of the cloud-capped peaks. It's called Giantland. Grimton, we never had this conversation before, but what are your thoughts on the oracle? Ome. I don't know if this is, like, the right place to have this conversation, but, you know. You'll have to refresh my memory, Briston. <laughs> Herrick. Herrick. I'm Herrick, you piece of shit. <laughs> Your mains all look alike, and you know it. Briston says, I have a septum piercing, and he's bald. <laughs> but besides that, my I have cataracts. I'm old. You know of the legend of a storm giant oracle that dwells at the summit of the Going to Thunder Road? I would like to imagine that it's just a giant wishing ill upon the dwarves. I fear that Greysunder may lead us into that day of cleansing. I, for one... And two for two. <laughs> I, for one, do not wish to see the name Steady Hand be erased from the memories of the cusp, as I'm sure neither do you. I... I mean, I wouldn't mind Steady Hand as much as I would mind Ormain. <laughs> Uh, Taka says, we're getting off topic. Here, Grimton, you want to hold on to this breastplate? It seems like you'd like it. Uh, no, but I'm going to scavenge all the amethyst hearts I can from these warforged. You see, amethyst is precious to dwarves. It is the crystal upon which Morden breathed life into the dwarven race. Oh, wow. And these specifically, he says, holding out one of the amethyst hearts, I believe to be what our legends tell of Fallen dwarves, their hearts eventually turn back into amethysts. So you think these are fallen dwarf hearts? And they are somehow powering these warforged. Well, that's not good. So if you follow that logic, then it's these warforged are preventing fallen dwarves from, like, reaching their final rest in a way. Possibly. I do not know the lengths, or I do not know the power of the necrotic energy that powers these, but in a worst-case scenario... The souls of those dwarves have been entrapped and been made slaves to Greysunder and his machinations. Well, that's really evil. Yeah, I can understand why you're on a mission to go stop them. Yeah. Meanwhile, Morland is just sitting under a tree. Auric, like, generally doesn't like anybody that's going to oppress other people, but, like, this is only tangentially their fight, so they're kind of just along for the ride for this part. 
Mor- Morlin is not disengaged for the sake of disengagement. She's disengaged because, like, she's not in the Underdark. She's really happy about it. I mean, I feel like all of this information is important to our overall quest of stopping the Warforged. Any- anything we can learn about our it's our enemies is 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 good. Yeah. Obviously, they can't take on a dragon. So, do you think the the dragon could be friendly with us if we have a mutual enemy? It seems it doesn't like the Warforged for sure. So if we can use it to... It definitely doesn't like the Davrama either. That's why they're down in Haven. Yeah, mm-hmm. but... We might be able to negotiate with it. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Or think... at least point its wrath in one direction. It is. It should be stated. I don't know if you've seen it. Uh, but it is a red dragon. So it's on the chromatic instead of metallic side of things. Oh, it's yeah. the what instead it's, of what? It's chromatic. It's like an evil dragon. And that's just casual information that like Alaris and Grimton would know and nobody else would. <laughs> Red dragons are the descendants of Tiamat. And as such, they are evil and chaotic. Whereas uh, metallic dragons, bronze, gold, and silver, are the descendants of Bahamut and are just and good. Oh, so this is somebody we probably can't reason with. Yeah, probably not. More than likely not. And, and I don't think it's something we want to take on either, considering we got beat up by Warforged. No, we could take a young dragon. Is it a young red dragon? I mean, Do maybe. Know? Uh. <laughs> Go ahead and both of you give me nature checks or animal handling. Probably right. nature. Uh, Seventeen plus four is twenty-one. That's a sixteen for me. You think about the qualities of a dragon, including territory securing, mm-hmm. uh, and like how a, a, a dragon's territory is a form of displaying power, um, and red dragons being chromatic are fans of having power, absolute power. If this is a, is a fairly recent event, it may be a young dragon trying to make a name for itself gotcha. by imposing the oppression. It's trying to get that reputation. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I'll say that both of you come to that. Even chromatic dragons, their destruction isn't completely wanton. There was a reason for this, and this isn't the territory of any known dragons. It is. It might be safe to assume that this was a young dragon trying to uh, claim new territory. Yeah. Establish some dominance. Yes. Well, that would make sense why Greysender would want him gone too before he gets out of hand. So maybe let's get away from the dragon's territory and start trying to find our way to the Warforged. I mean, it's a pretty big story if you take down a dragon. It also feels a really nice side plot. I'm just not trying to die. <laughs> that was above the table. You're you're holding the uh, the breastplate in your hand, and uh, you see <laughs> Mata stamped into the brass. That's oh no, there are that's, legacies that's, working. Oh, for oh yeah, that's ominous. Ooh. Well, that would be a huge plot point if the legacies are also assisting. Are the legacies necessarily good though? They're just good craftsmen. I mean, they're they're just craftsmen. They just get hired for jobs. Yeah, like there's probably dwarven legacies, and they're. Just helping out with the Warforged, like they yeah, don't know what's I guess so. any better. I mean, the Ormains are canonically their family is associated. Uh, they're the, they're the ones that brought the the legacies of Sonata into Delve Deep. Yeah, they're just workers. Like it's just yeah. A, yeah. a working guild. I guess so. They can do anything. It's fine. I don't think they're really al- aligned with anyone in particular. 
Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you're with us for episode 2.10. Thank you to those who have helped us get this far. Orman Audio and Blake Boss for their incredible musical talents and writing all of our scores and Daniel Grayling for his artwork. Uh, thank yous to our patrons without whom we would be unable to pay those artists the rate that they deserve, uh, nor pay the show's bills. A reminder that Dark Silver Forge is still offering discounts to Advantage and now Darkmore Podcast Network listeners. Um, they've got stunning zinc alloy sets. Those dice are five and a half times heavier than your standard plastic dice and are absolutely stunning. Uh, all five of us on Advantage uh, roll bones with Dark Silver. I think Steven and I both have the Cthulhu Gold. Uh, yes, he has a Dragon Steel. Sarah owns the Metallic Rainbow and Zach plays with their neat spacey set called Dark Alpha. And we want to share uh, our enjoyment of these dice with you. In my possession is the Shadow Rogue dice set, which are beautifully unique coppery rose gold. These have the potential to be yours, listener, because we've developed plans for a giveaway series. We'll have five mini raffles over the next five episodes. Uh, winners of which will receive authentic, hand-drawn rituals made by the cast. And on the sixth week, everybody who has entered from today up until then will be in the raffle for that set of stunning copper-colored dice and a piece of merch from the shop. In lieu of bloopers, at the end of this episode, I have more details on how you can enter those raffles, so stay tuned. Uh, because this is going to have critical information. You can also find it on our website, though. Uh, if you have access to it, we would love your review on Apple Podcast. Basically, every feed gets its stats from iTunes, so leaving five stars there will help the show grow across all platforms. Uh, finally, if you're not on the Discord, come join our community there. There's a link in the description and also on our webpage. Um, they see all the fun new Darkmore Podcast Network stuff, uh, before it's released anywhere else. I just recently put up two uh, pictures that I drew, um, one of which is the cathedral scene from, what is it, episode 5.5 decomposition, where uh, Grimton is fighting the Grick among the massive fungus fortress. This show is better with friends, and the Discord is the place to find them. All right, let's get back to the show. Thank you. Where's your next destination, says Takus, if, you, if you're going to keep investigating the Warforged? Maldo uh, Probably to go fight this dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! Yeah, yeah follow me. Um, I can't get you all the way there, but I can get you to uh, to Haven. Does that work? I mean, Sounds great. Yeah. That would... I don't know where Haven is, but sure, anywhere's better than here. Uh, Takas is speaking pretty quickly as he is, uh, like, leading you through the forest. He says, uh, Al, you should start recognizing where we're going soon. It's not far from here that we camped while we were following the Smoke Recon group east into the burning. Uh, Marge, Al, and myself, now speaking to the rest of you all, had ourselves a nice little spot next to a small run of a waterfall. Uh, it's on this creek, actually. Uh, we should be coming up on it any minute now. Give me a survival check already. Eight. 
Nah, never mind. Marlinde? Um, uh... You know what? Even Grimton. 17. Uh, 15. Oh, wait, 18. All right, Marlinde, based off of your knowledge of the Charmed River, the ones that leads straight through East Talos, and Grimton, based on your knowledge of the River Nogalar, which um, the Charmed River eventually uh, confluences with at the Lake Havenmere, um, and the direction that this creek is flowing, which is kind of northwest-ish, you could say that you are over a uh, divide of sort. If the land west of Isatalos uh, had a continental divide that like split where the water is going, you could tell that this is draining into the Nogalar and not draining into the Charmed River. So I think we are beyond the point that this would head back towards the Charmed River and old Isatalos. So I think I'm not necessarily sure where this is headed, but it's not towards that. Towards Noglar, maybe? Yes, I can confirm. <laughs> can we follow it? Will that take us where we're going, or should we go a different way? Ah, Takas interrupts. He says, ha-ha, here it is. Uh, and he runs up to a small run of quick water that's maybe like 10 feet from top to bottom. Alril says, nothing quite like curling up in a bedroll with the sound of moving water behind you. I can still remember that night. Had a tiny fire on one side and the creek on the other. Slept like a baby. That would be nice. That was the last good night's sleep that I've had since then. Now that I think about it, kept a pretty brisk pace after that. Then we found you lot. Then I got my beautiful face clawed off by a hag. And the nightmare started. Then we stopped the Tempest Oath from murdering the protected remnant. Why did everything turn to shit? <sighs> And where are we? What did you say? Sorry. I just want to make sure I'm, I'm 100% figured out where we're at. You are at an old campsite that Takas and Al and Marge had stopped at, uh, though you don't know the purpose of you being here. Um, but Al turns to you, Arg, and says, hey, look, shithead, I've had a great time down in the Underdark, uh, almost drowning from inhaling a pond of blood and then losing all sense of self from being water tortured but i know where we are now and i can get us from here to the davrama in two days three tops no problem and it'll be so much safer i like safer and i would much rather not go back into the underdark you spot tarkas alaris he who's not paying much attention to that conversation at all uh, you can see his red felt cap dash uh, dash around a few dozen yards over to the side, and he yells, "Found it! What? Found what? what? Everyone, come here!" Takas is leaned up with one hand up against a massive tree, some like eight feet in diameter. Al says, "Oh yeah, uh, we tried to wrap our arms around this big ass tree, but Marge, Takas, and I couldn't do it. How many we got now? One, two, eight. I mean, we could do it again and probably make it work this time. Just put our arms around the tree? Yeah, it's fun. Uh, okay. You see that Takis has a certain glint in his eye and a coy smile on his face. He says, everybody hold hands. All right. Arik agrees, but warily. (laughs) Give me insight rolls. Three. Fifteen. Uh, fifteen plus six, y'all. Twenty-one. Five. Linde and Arik, you two are... Struck by the uh, the seeming innocence of this act, like why are we doing this? Like not not that it's 
it, it, it just seems out of place. Yeah. Right. right. And uh, Morlinda, you can tell in particular that he's about to do something that he thinks is really clever. Uh, you have no idea what, but you should probably prepare. Um, I feel like as a druid, if he like, I feel like I should know what he's doing. It involves trees and hugging, like. As as you all are looking for uh, hands to grab and like taking position, Briston, uh, though he's on the other side of the group from you, uh, makes eye contact through the crowd at you in particular, Ulrich, and he walks uh, forward, apparently hoping for your hand in particular. Aww. Ulrich gives their hand with a coy smile. As you all circle around the tree, Taka says, all right, okay, now everybody hug the tree like you're hugging an old friend. Okay. After a shrug, Arik says, okay, and just goes for okay. it. Okay. Yeah. And you put your chest against the rough brown trunk of the tree, and he says, really get into it. <laughs> I really get into it. I, yeah, just yeah? go ham hugging this tree. Morlande knows something's up, but she has no idea what's going on. Briston uh, laughs next to you, Arik, saying, you know, I never thought my first time getting physically intimate with a group this size would involve a tree in the middle. <laughs> You're pressing your body weight, even like your cheek is up against the scratchy trunk. Uh, then suddenly your vision twists into a deep green and you feel yourself lose balance as you fall forward as if the tree was gone. What? Uh, you react on impulse and put your foot out to stop yourself, but there's nothing there and your heart plummets. Uh, like when you miss the last step of a flight of stairs. <laughs> You you gasp and blink, and your vision changes from that forest green to what appears to be more of a bioluminescent blue. And you look up and now see yourself standing among a thick web of tangled roots. Oh. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Welcome to Haven. So let's get into more details about that giveaway series. Uh, as I said during the mid-roll, there will be six different raffles being drawn over the next 12 weeks. Those first five drawings are for hand-drawn rituals uh, made with love by the cast, including handwritten notes on the back uh, in order to charge your dice with all of our love. And the final grand prize, which will be drawn on August 8th, will receive the Shadow Rogue set from Dark Silver Forge and a piece of merch from our shop. Um, there are a number of actions that you can take to enter, and each of which will give you one entry ticket, I don't know the jargon for it, into the raffle. So first, 
you can send us a screenshot of your review of Advantage on whichever podcasting app you use. That's one ticket. So it doesn't matter if it's uh, iTunes or Stitcher or Podbean or whatever. Just send us a screenshot that you've done it. Um, that's You're in. Bada bing, bada boom. Second, you can send us a screenshot of your following Advantage on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Tumblr. Each social media tag is uh, one credit, meaning that you've got a potential to earn four entries right there. Third, you can make a public tweet about Advantage and DM it to us so that we can make sure to see it. Fourth, you can post a public tweet bragging about any of our sibling shows on the Darkmoor Podcast Network. Again, making sure to DM it to us. Uh, we want to share the love of our show across all of our network. Um, so, just so you're aware, tweets about Advantage and the Darkmoor Podcast Network count only once per raffle period. So, a tweet about us for the first contest, uh, then tweet about us again for the second contest, etc., etc., etc. Finally, we want to see some artwork of yours. Post some art. We love all of it. This can look like your own homemade ritual that you take a picture of, or a poorly sketched piece of fan art and a caption explaining the scene. If you're musical, we want to hear it. If you're a writer, send us a short fanfic. Uh, we encourage you to be bold and brave, knowing um, that the quality of your art doesn't matter as long as you're sharing it with us. Again, however, um, Artwork will only count once per raffle period, so sketch something for the first contest, draw a critical for the second, and so on and so on and so on. Um, time is of the essence here, because your entries stack. Um, this is going live the night of May 16th, 2019. Uh, the iTunes reviews and tweets that you make as entries now for the first drawing will still be in the running for all the subsequent raffles in this series. That means that entering sooner gives you guys more chance um, to win because you get to compete in six total giveaways. That's huge. The most important part of this is making sure that we have seen those entries and that we have confirmed that they have been seen. You can send us your picture and screenshots however you like, social media, email, DM it to me on Discord, Whatever works for you, but regardless of your message, make damn sure that we confirm your entries. Um, all of our social media's handles are uh, at AdvantageDND. Uh, reach out to us at AdvantageDND at gmail.com. Um, you can find a link to that Discord on DartmoorPodcast.com. Um, finally, if you want a direct transcript of this explanation so that you can reread these rules for yourself, I'll post it on our website, advantagednd.com. Um, we've never done a giveaway, y'all, uh, and we're excited to be on this adventure with you. Winner of the first raffle will be announced during the mid-roll of uh, episode 2.11, which will be released on May 30th of 2019. Um, until then... Good luck.